Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. You are currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I'm your host, Katrina Macias, and I'm an intuitive healer. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, my links are all in the show notes. And if you're curious about energy work and what goes on in an energy healing session, you can book a free consultation with me as well. All right, everyone, how are we doing? I hope that you're all well and happy and thriving and healthy, healthy too. Something that I've been posting on my Instagram, if you don't follow me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me on the show notes. The link is there. But um, something that I've been posting on my Instagram story is what I've been doing to help maintain a healthy immune system. And while it seems weird, I know it's weird, I've been eating raw garlic and it has changed my life. Okay, hear me out, hear me out. So garlic is anti-inflammatory, it's also antibacterial, and studies show that it reduces flu symptoms dramatically, right? And I usually get a cold maybe twice a year, three times a year, like during the seasons, winter and then spring. And this year I have had zero colds. And I'm telling you, like I always get severe colds. And so garlic has really been helping me. What I like to do is I'll get a clove of garlic and I'll chop it up into little itty bitty pieces and I'll put it on a tablespoon and I'll knock it back with some water or tea. Another thing that's really helpful that's really smooth is I'll chop up the garlic, put it on a tablespoon and then I'll put some honey on it. Please do not judge me. I'll just put some honey on it. It makes it really, really smooth and it goes down really easy. And the honey coats the garlic so you don't taste it as strong. I've heard that a lot of singers do this as well when they feel flu-like symptoms coming on and they have like a performance. And so every time I've started to feel an itch in my throat, I have taken garlic. I actually do it regularly, so it's um, preventative. I just keep doing it because it's good for your health, it's good for your cholesterol and for your blood pressure. It's just a really wonderful and natural potent medicine. The reason why I chop it up is because it's easier to digest and chewing a raw piece of garlic seems ungodly, so it's just a lot easier that way. But yeah, that's what I've been up to, that's what I've been doing for my immune system, and if you're looking for a boost yourself, I highly recommend it. So if you listened to last week's podcast, you'll know that I have recently received my Qigong certification and that I am now an instructor. Yes, this has been an awesome experience and part of the journey to receiving my certification required me to look back and reflect on the roots of Qigong. So for my regular listeners, I love you guys, you already know what Qigong is, I talk about it all the time, but for those of you who don't know, Qigong is a mind, body, and breath practice for health and it's a branch of traditional Chinese medicine. And in fact, it's deeply rooted in traditional Chinese philosophy and very influenced by Taoism, also called Taoism. For this podcast, I'm just going to refer to it as Taoism. So Taoism is a Chinese philosophy and religion that traces back to ancient times. And I actually took a course on Taoism when I was in college because I loved religions classes and this was one of the options under there. I was already practicing traditional Chinese medicine to help with my back pain and when I saw that this class was there I was like oh my gosh super cool and it turned out that it linked to the traditional Chinese medicine that I practice I didn't know that was gonna happen so it came full circle and I ended up learning a lot from Taoism and 
a lot of practical things that I can apply to every single day. And so this is what I'm going to be talking about for this week's episode. Actually, lessons that you can learn from Taoism, specifically from the Tao Te Ching. The teachings of Taoism are laid out in the Tao Te Ching, which is a philosophical text that was written by Lao Tzu in around the 4th century BC. Since then, it's been translated in over a hundred different ways. If you're ever reading a book called the Tao Te Ching, you're actually just reading an interpretation of what the original doctrine was. So in college, we actually had to analyze and translate the original text of the Tao Te Ching, which is just rows of Chinese characters. And each character has a different interpretation. So to translate it, you have to understand the contextual background in order to assign meaning to each character. And even after you translated each character, the scripts don't form complete sentences. So you had to fill in your own verbs or adverbs or conjunctions in order to make sense of a sentence. And so because of that, every single interpretation is really up to the interpreter and every single translation is different. So I just want to give an example of how intricate this can get. So in chapter 8 of the Tao Te Ching, it directly translates from Lao Tzu's script to say, those above good like water. But in the translation by Victor Mayer in the book, it says, the highest good is like water. Water is good at benefiting the myriad creatures, but also struggles to occupy the place loathed by the masses. <laughs> so you can see how each translator puts their own creative input. So it's up to you to find which translation really suits you best and which one calls you the most. But regardless of the fact of how it's translated, its simplicity and brevity is what makes it so popular. And regardless of the way that it's been translated, its true meaning is really up to the interpretation of the reader. There are tons of different key principles that Taoism teaches, such as what Tao is, what Qi is, duality or yin and yang, the list goes on. However, the concepts that I want to focus on for this week's podcast are the themes of naturalness and non-action. And the way to naturalness is achieved through non-action. So throughout the Tao Te Ching, the theme of naturalness, or also called Su Zhan, is extremely prevalent. Naturalness has not so much to do with the outdoors as it does with understanding one's individual and unique essence. It's spontaneous, it changes depending on the context and situations, and it's free-flowing. In Taoism, there's no list of rules that people are enforced to follow, and instead they're encouraged to listen to the nature of their own being and follow what seems genuine and authentic to them. For example, in chapter 51 of Mare's translation, Lao Tzu says, It gives birth but does not possess, acts but does not presume, rears but does not control. So to me, this means that while it's okay to have discipline, and have an idea of who you are, you can't be too rigid on what that structure actually is. Because when things are too rigid, they snap, right? If a tree is inflexible in the wind, its branches break. Woke, I know, right? <laughs> so all throughout life, people are influenced by outside forces, whether it be our families, culture, or society. But Taoism challenges us to release our preconceived notions and carry out our actions based on our own personal truths. So we should follow our instincts without regarding the influence of others and take our time in order to find our own paths and just be gentle with ourselves, man. Be flexible. So in order to avoid straying away from our own naturalness, we can't approach life by only seeing black and white or right or wrong because in Taoism, 
There's no rules for morality. There's no set rules. Instead, situations are based on their context, and therefore there's no distinctive good or bad. So for a person to follow their naturalness, they have to base their thought process and decisions on each given circumstance. Instead of looking outward to see what a definition of good or bad is, Tune in, tune into yourself, turn in, and consider what rings true for you. Pay attention to the influences around you and make sure that you're listening to your own truth rather than the judgments or standards set by the people around you. Another thing that I love from the sense of naturalness is the encouragement of spontaneity because at our core, we are spontaneous. Animals are spontaneous. We act according to our gut and what feels good in the moment and I think that's how we should live but it's not often how we are trained to and so in order to tap back into that it takes some training uh, working with your solar plexus and things like that but that sense of spontaneity really connects us to our core and really helps us remember that our possibilities are infinite and when we connect to that spontaneity we're guiding ourselves through our intuition and when we do that I mean miracles can happen. Because the principle of naturalness encourages people to analyze what is genuine and authentic to them, it really challenges us to stop fighting and to avoid conflict and especially competition. Because when we have competition, we're analyzing things through our ego mind and we compare ourselves to others, but in doing so, we neglect what's true for us. We distract ourselves with the highlights of other people's lives and we forget that we're on our own personal unique journeys. Remember to stick to your naturalness because you are you for a reason. So like I mentioned before, the path to reaching naturalness is done through non action or Wu Wei. This is another one of the many Taoist principles that I wanted to touch on today. So non-action aligns with the idea of naturalness because a person's true nature is effortless. Therefore, it requires minimum work to be in a state of naturalness. For example, in chapter 11, Lao Tzu says, benefit may be derived from something, but it is in nothing that we find usefulness. So in many instances, non-action or having nothingness has benefits. For example, Lao Tzu uses the example of a bowl, saying that it's the empty space in a bowl that makes it practical. If you didn't have the empty space in a bowl, then you'd have a plate and then you couldn't eat soup, you know what I mean? Non-action shouldn't have a negative connotation, it shouldn't be interpreted to mean lazy or lethargic, but instead it encourages people to accept things and let them fall into place as they naturally would. It's the reverse of what we're commonly taught to do in life, just like how we analyze our spontaneity, because we're often taught force overflow. So one of my favorite chapters from the Tao Te Ching is chapter 47, and it discusses the principle of non-action. So again, this is a translation by Victor Mir, and it says, Without going out of doors, one may know all under heaven. Without peering through windows, one may know the way of heaven. The farther one goes, the less one knows. For this reason, the sage knows without journeying, understands without looking, accomplishes without acting. So for me, this just reminds me that we don't have to go anywhere to find the answers that we're looking for. Everything that we need is within us. Everything that we're looking for is within us. We just have to connect to our higher selves, to our divine source. We have everything. 
we don't need to go anywhere in order to do that. It's so often that we try and search for love and happiness and satisfaction outside of ourselves rather than tuning inward and trusting our mind and spirit. And when we turn inward, we don't lose energy outward. In class, I even remember discussing how meditation was exactly following the principle of non-action because it's in meditation when we empty our mind and release and just be empty like a bowl and through that we receive some of the most benefit. For me personally, through meditation is when I get the answers that I'm looking for. It's when I feel comforted and things come to me so easily when I let go and stop trying to force things. All we're asked to do during meditation is to tune into our own naturalness. And when we achieve that sense of stillness and emptiness, we bring harmony to the mind and then we allow that harmony to manifest throughout the rest of the body. During class, we even had an assignment where we had to write how we use Taoist principles in our everyday lives. And so as I was planning this paper, I had a structure planned out in my head. I had all the examples of what I wanted to write. And then when it was time to write the paper, I ended up falling asleep. And when I woke up from the nap, I realized that I was being very untaoist by trying to structure everything so rigidly. And in fact, the nap that I took was the most Taoist thing that I did. It was through my nap that I acted through non-action and I was able to write my paper about (laughs) taking a nap. And I said that the nap removed a lot of stress from my body and that it gave me a subject to write about. Um, It was the minimal amount of effort and it helped me in the most beneficial way. Part of the reason why I love Qigong so much is because it's through non-action. It's doing the simplest of movements it creates such extraordinary change. For example, like moving your pinky can open up your meridians or chi pathways in your body. It's just these tiny little things that seem minuscule. It's the non-action, but it creates so much space for abundance and flow. Actions that follow the principle of non-action or wu-wei are non-aggressive and they're non-forceful. And they actually help us create a sense of freedom because they help us release our normal response patterns. So instead, we fall back into our naturalness. So I really encourage you to be mindful of the spaces in between and be mindful of your naturalness and what comes easy to you. So hopefully this explanation of naturalness and non-action has deepened your interest and also your understanding of Lao Tzu's teachings and what Taoism represents. If you're looking for a really simple yet very thought-provoking book to read, I highly recommend ordering a copy of the Tao Te Ching. I will link my favorite translation in the show notes so you can have direct access to it. All right, everyone, that is all for this week's episode. May you be one with your naturalness and be like an empty bowl. (laughs) Thanks for joining me, everyone. See you next week. Bye!